All right, hello everyone, and welcome to another comic review with me, Jesse, and TFG One Mike. Hello, hello. We are here to discuss not one, not two, but three issues of Void Rivals today. That's how far behind we are in reviewing these things. <laughs> so, uh, Void Rivals is by Kirkman, D. Felici, and Lopez. And like I said, we're going to be covering four, five, and six. So let's jump right in here to number four. So a quick synopsis first. This brief synopsis here comes from imagecomics.com. It says, The climactic return to the sacred ring. Thrown before the highest authority for their crimes against the sacred ring, while Derek and Salila's newfound alliance hold strong. And then my brief little synopsis here that I, I've put together here is, uh, so the, the comic kind of kicks off with Salila presenting Derek as a prisoner, uh, though in reality she has a plan for both of them. Uh, both Derek and Salila are thrown into a prison cell where leadership learns that Salila worked with Derek to get back home. We learn that the leadership of the two races on this secret ring have been secretly working together to keep them apart. And we get a, a cameo of Shockwave on Cybertron where the Skuxoid, who we've seen in previous issues, attempts to sell the Quintesson prisoner from a few issues back. So thoughts and review or thoughts and uh, yeah, thoughts and your review on this particular issue. Uh... More shockwave, please. <laughs> <laughs> Was not. I mean, outside of seeing the covers, because solicits come out a few months before the issue comes out, etc., etc., etc. Other than seeing the cover, it's like, oh wow, okay. We get a full page spread of him, and then we get another page where it's the whole scene, like you said, and then the rest of the issue is back to Derek and Salila because they are both prisoners, and it's like, oh yay. <laughs> I don't understand these, right? Like, what's the big secret here? Oh, right. They're working together to keep them apart. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, get over it already. I love their, their inter Derek and Salila's interaction. I love that. I love that. Um, I love by the time that they, uh, the, the people capture or they take him away and they have him strung up like it's shown on the on the cover of the the main cover of the issue. Uh, I, no, it's no, it's not this issue. It's the next one. Um, sorry, jumping ahead. My head's confused here. Uh, but no, I love the the way that the characters are done. I love the way the art is done. The colors are amazing. And this whole Android thing, I still hear uh, Billy West <laughs> as 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 Skeets from from justice league in in my head every time i see the handroid talking to anybody other you know uh but no i enjoyed this i thought it was fun i thought it was a nice little twist at the end and and yeah what about you I, well i think the handroid might be my favorite character so far in the series <laughs> yeah pretty much um overall i thought this was a rather slow paced issue it seemed to focus more on exposition more than mm -hmm. anything um, which I guess we'll occasionally get right as we go through these. Not like you had mentioned, I think a, a couple of episodes ago, right? Not all of these can be, you know, bangers out of the gate with a whole a whole lot of action. There has to be exposition dumps here and there. Um, well, yeah, and what I said was basically normally with comics, it's like every other issue. So let's say you have the odds issues and then the evens issues. The odds issues are the exposition. The even issues are the action. You have because there's only 22 pages minus. There, well, there's technically 28 page. What a, minus ads, it's like 22, 28, 18, whatever it is, pages of, of comic book. It's a limited run per issue. Now, right. when you collect all these into trade, it's a full story and everything else. But yeah, so 
if you're reading single issues and it's a continuous story like this is, it's not, each each issue is not going to balance everything well, but the overall arc of the story will be balanced well between the issues because you have the constant mix-ups. Mix yeah, and it wasn't really too exposition heavy. It was character building, really, is what I saw it as between her and him and then the, what is this here? Uh, the guards and and all of that, you know, I, I thought that was really fun. I thought it was good. I thought it was interesting because you want to be able to know what the characters are about. The only way you're going to be able to do that is have them sitting in a cell. Right. right. Can't exactly, you know, do get to know you over fire blaster, firing <laughs> blasters and, and cannon fodder and, and all that. Like, you know. Well, you can learn about... Uh... I guess they're fighting skills and techniques. That's true. Uh, yeah, I mean, but they were on that uh, asteroid thing for quite a while. Seems like mm -hmm. they would have known, would have learned quite a bit about each other, right? But the asteroid stuff that we had already talked about in the previous issues was basically, you're from this race, you're from this race, we hate each other, but we don't really hate each other because <laughs> blah, blah, blah. You know, go back and listen to those other episodes, folks. But, I mean, that was more of like the beginning the opening salvo kind of thing. And now it's like we have a moment to, and it's also to let us, the audience know who the characters are, not necessarily let them know who they are, but to let us know who they are. Right. Because, you know, that's just, that's just the way these things work in comics. Yeah. Um, with regards to the end of the issue here, uh, mm -hmm. I find it very fascinating and, and obviously want to learn the backstory or the reason why here. Uh, but I find it very fascinating that the leadership on both sides uh, secretly, secretly, are seemingly working together, um, yeah. and they're they're keeping the two the two sides apart. And I'm I'm very curious as to why that is. Um, and as we'll learn here in uh, an upcoming issue that we're going to be talking about, and I didn't I don't know that I've noticed this before. It's probably been in in the pictures that we've seen of the Sacred Ring, but I had I didn't really notice it before. But on the the very first page of this issue, um, it doesn't show the full the full ring. But we do see sort of this gray zone at the very yeah. top between the two different uh, areas. Yeah. Um, and like I said, that we'll be talking about that here momentarily in one of the upcoming issues that we're going to be discussing. But uh, I didn't notice that before. Um, and yeah. now that I'm going back and looking at, at photos of the ring, I'm like, oh, uh, or drawings of the ring. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, there is a gray zone there. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, the, the cameo with uh, Shockwave I thought was pretty fun. I'm still... I think I'm learning a little bit more as to kind of where the Quintessons are coming into play. I'm still mm -hmm. trying to figure out how the Transformers relate to that. Um, but I, obviously I think that'll play out more as, as the series goes on. Yeah. As the series goes on and as eventually the actual uh, um, Transformers series goes on as well, because in the Transformers series, as we've talked about, and we'll get to that in a different episode, for number two for transformers like the crew on earth is complete like that's what i like about seeing some of these characters in what rivals is it's not the characters that are on earth it's almost it's pretty much open we've had like you said we had a quintessana skuxoid we had we now have shockwave it's like hmm i wonder who else is out in space <laughs> yep but yeah issue four absolutely loved it it was super fun yeah i think you liked it a little bit more than i did i thought it was uh, a bit uh, a bit exposition heavy you said more character development but overall in terms of advancing the story 
I think it did advance some, but in terms of uh, like it being action packed, I don't really think this issue is for those seeking that out. Yeah, no. And, and, and again, like I said, the suspense of it all, because like you, like you said, there's a gray part at the top of the ring and hmm, I wonder what's going on there. And we need these kinds of issues to pad that, not necessarily pad it out, but to add to the whole of the story. This is why most of the time I don't do single issues. I <laughs> wait for the goddamn trades so I yeah. can have the whole story all at once. But it is what it is, and that's what we're doing. So issue four, I really enjoyed it. If I was rating it zero to five, I'd probably give it give it a four, most likely. Well, and I, I guess I will say as a pro tip, right? If you're if you are reading this from month to month, like I am, if you actually wait a month, it actually drops like two dollars. Yep, two to three dollars, yeah, depending pr- on yeah, how the yeah, cost the price of the issue, drops. So. Yeah. yeah, usually it's going to be. I think regular MSRP is four ninety nine, and usually issue four, I think, ended up being one ninety nine. Yeah, when, you know when I looked at it. So so yeah. All right, so let's move on to issue number five then. Again, a quick synopsis from ImageComics.com. It says, when Derek and Salila's return to the sacred, ri- sacred ring doesn't go as planned, a new danger enter, theirs lo- enter their lives. Dun, dun, dun. So my quick synopsis is, Derek is taken from his cell to be tortured to the point of being bloody. So this is what you were just discussing mm-hmm. here a few minutes ago. Yep. Between torture sessions, Derek is visited by a childlike person who is carrying Derek's uh, suit and helmet. He frees Derek and follows him out of the cell and through a maze of corridors underneath the city. Turns out the kid is part of an underground Zertonian resistance in both Derek and the kid's service in a room filled with other resistance members. We get another Transformer-related cameo with a Skuxoid now visiting the Quintessons in an attempt to sell back his Quintesson prisoner. And the Quintessons instead capture the Skuxoid and prepare him for trial until he drops the word Zertonian ship, at which point the Quintesson judge becomes very interested in learning more. Now, one thing I do want to note here, just because I noticed it, it is a different colorist this time. Patrico Delapici is the color. I'm probably butchering that, but that's the colorist for this issue. And I noticed that because not only is the name in the credits in the beginning, these colors are way different than <laughs> than um, what uh, what Lorenzo does in, in issue four. That is so. a good call. I'm glad you caught that. I mm-hmm. missed that, but I did <laughs> notice. I did notice that the colors did look different, but I couldn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't go back and, and look at the beginning of the issue. I always, I always, again, I always give credit. I always go back because I always want to make sure it's right. Because if I end up seeing or or finding these people on social media, and I end up saying, "Hey, we covered this, and we really liked your work," and I want to be able to say, "Hey, we were also able to give you credit too." yeah well so i guess along while we're on this topic here really quick uh Mm -hmm. the colors that are used during the torture sequences Mm -hmm. i think it look fantastic they do yes yeah they they very much yeah and this is why this is why i kind of got confused earlier when we're talking about number four because i kind of wanted to skip to this because it was like holy you look at that front cover of number five it's it's got me written all over it with the purple because purple is my color and then you've got the blue chains kind of coming down through the logo, you know, the, the, that are his hands. You got the executioner looking dude behind him with the red. Eye. Just everything about it is so good. It's yep. such good art. Yeah. And the Quintessons, I don't think the Quintessons have ever looked this good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they certainly look better here than they do in the typical Transformers cartoon that you would find them. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Yeah. The art choices on them are, are really good. And I've never really seen, like, because in animation, you have to kind of be quick. This is why I like comics. Is comics, you can take a page, like this first page with the judge, where it says, uh, what the hell is he saying here? I am more than prepared to pass judgment on you, vile. You know, that page, the first page that we see them, the executioner head just, it hasn't looked that good before because half the time you have to speed it up. You have to animate it. You have to make it move. With a static image like this, you can do all of these facial expressions. And like one of them is screaming, (laughs) you know, the other one's kind of like smirking. The other one's frowning and the other one just, oh my God, dude. The Quintessons, <laughs> dude, the, I just, oh my God, I, just, I cannot believe I'm going to equate this to this, but the Quintessons are the emotions from inside out. <laughs> Disgust, anger. <laughs> there's no, I don't know which one would be joy because there's no joy in the Quintessons, <laughs> but seriously, I looked at the last, um, the last one there with his face, the, um, what's he say there? Uh, where is it? That, that guy, I'm like, yeah, that's disgust. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, that's a good call. I never really thought of them as being like different emotions, but I mean, that's mm-hmm. clearly what kind of what's being conveyed here in, in this yeah, issue. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, another good point about them never really looking this good before. Because yeah. when you watch, I mean, I, I think it looks pretty good in the Transformers movie or Transformers oh, yeah. the movie. Yeah. Um, but if you go back, you know, post movie when the Quintessons do show up in some of the episodes, I mean, it looks like there's just faces like on top of these egg looking things and they don't look great at all. (laughs) No. (laughs) So, but yeah, they look, they look pretty, pretty, uh, pretty good here in this issue. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So I guess overall thoughts on this issue. What do you, what do you think? I'm still really enjoying this story. I'm still really enjoying the character stuff. The art is like, I can't sing the art, the praises of the art enough. It's just so cool. And so the pages where, where Derek is, is being tortured, like you mentioned, um, with luckily, because, oh, that's the other thing, folks, since the time the last we recorded and now, Comixology is fully dead. Kindle has fully taken over because Amazon is Amazon and whatever else. But on the app, on the, the biggest, my biggest issue with the Kindle app when it first was like, hey, let's do this. They did not have the Comixology guided view, which is the panel by panel view. And they now do, thank God, because I would have gone crazy and I, we probably wouldn't be doing this because I'd probably have retired the pull bag by now after 10 <laughs> years. Because, oh my God, if I, I, I've loved that guided view for so long because it just pulls you through the story. And it, this is one of the reasons why I love issue four so much is reading panel by panel. I, I get little snippets of the story and the page where... You see Derek tied up. If you go panel by panel on Amazon, it shows like the individual fractions of his face as he has been tortured. Whereas if you just look at the full page, you see one, two, three, you see four uh, panel lines. And then the ha 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 at the end of the fifth panel. Oh my God, this page is, I don't want this page as like a thing I would hang up on my wall, but it's so good. Yep. So good. Yeah. And story-wise, Again, we have a little bit more exposition here. Like you said, the girl frees him and gives him back his glove and his talking glove. I love how she's like, yeah, the glove that talks. And I'm like, yeah, he never shuts up. (laughs) (laughs) He, she, they, them, whatever the glove, whatever the glove wants to be called. I don't know what the glove wants to be called, but, uh, but yeah, no, I, 
yeah, issue five. So, uh, again, this is a new thing for me. I don't normally get into new things a lot. I like having like Optimus and Megatron and blah, 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 things I've known for 40 years now, almost 40 years next year. Uh, you know, but this is really cool and I'm really invested in this story. Speaking of the Handroid, I like the, let's see, what page is this? It is, uh, I guess, page 18. Again, I'm also yeah. using the Kindle app here. But uh, yep, Derek is yep. Derek is like stuck inside of uh, this little tunnel he's crawling through. And his arm yep. is just kind of outstretched. And it's like yep. the Handroid is like doing the work. <laughs> just a little further. Just a little <laughs> further. That's right. Yep. I see it. Yep, That's yep, pretty yep. hilarious. Um, that is awesome. Yeah, I, so uh, this is kind of a, a side tangent really quick, but you brought it up. Um, so using that guided view, I also, I don't use that all the time, but for panels where you, as you were just describing for like the, the torture sequence, I do like mm-hmm. doing it that way. What I mm-hmm. found the difference between the guided view inside of the Kindle app versus what was in Comixology, at least in my experience of using the Comixology app, was when you got to the end of the page, it would then zoom out and kind of show you the whole page. I'm not experiencing that inside of the Kindle lab. No. Well, okay. So yeah, guided view never to my knowledge. And I've been, I had been using comiXology as a website for years. I think I started, yeah, it was 2014 when we did Punisher month. Welcome back, Frank, that, that omnibus of the 12 issues of welcome back, Frank. I've told this story before many, 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 many times in the last 10 years. I sat there in my chair reading that book, trying to read the whole omnibus all at once. I fell asleep. The book fell out of my hand. It shocked me and woke me. I'm like, the next day I was like, Comixology, let's go. And no, Comixology never really did that before. It didn't show the full page. It, if you're in guided view, it usually just does what it's doing now, where it's just each panel. Because if you if you just take it off, guy, basically I do it. I do two taps to get in and get out of it. So I, it, it's just easy to see the whole page, and it's nice to see the whole page. But when you, for me, when I want to read the story, because the other issue with me is I'm legally blind, so I need to be like I can see, but my vision is like twenty two hundred kind of thing. So. I need to see things close up. I don't do very well with distance. So in the torture scene, for example, when he says, when, when Derek starts laughing, ha ha, I need to be able to zoom in on that or find a way to see that closer up. And the guided view does that for me perfectly. Thank God they got rid of pinch to zoom. At least I think they did for the most part, because that was just stupid. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it on my iPad and it's, there's mm-hmm. still pinch to zoom. Um, that's on there. Uh, but in, yeah, whenever I use the guided view in the past, when it was the Comixology app, um, I could do the guided view, which is, again, is just showing you panel by panel. But yep. once it got to the end of a page, right, you've looked at all the panels um, and you did a swipe or a tap to go to the next mm-hmm. one, at least from my experience on the iPad, again, before it switched over to, to the yeah. Kindle app, it would zoom out so you could then see the entire page before going to the next page and just focusing on the single panel. And I don't, I don't experience that anymore. No. And I'm, I I never experienced that because again, like I said, I can. So when comiXology was what it was, you had single page, double page or guided view. Those were the three things. So, so right now I'm looking at page 18. Yep. Where, where he's got his little, Android doing all the work for him because he sucks. Uh, not the Android. <laughs> Derek apparently sucks in 
just just can't get through the tunnel. So I'm looking at the full page. If I go to the very top and I tap my thumb twice, it goes into guided view, which means I can now re- I'm using it on my phone. Yep. Because, and yes, I can do pinch to zoom, but initially when Kindle took over, they did not have the Comicsology guided view. They only had pinch to zoom. So gotcha. yes, while I can still do that and that is great, what I was missing was the storyboard paneling because it takes your eye from each section of the story. And I don't need, if I want to see the full page, I just zoom all the way out and look at the full page and admire it for what it is. But if I'm reading it for the story, I need those panels because man, they are just so it's for me, guided view is story driven for you to figure, at least for me to figure out what the story is and to be able to enjoy the writing overall, not just the art. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's also a good point. So if you're looking at the entire page, which is, again, is more often not how I do read the mm-hmm. comics that I've got here. Uh, like I said, occasionally I'll go into the guided view, but more often than not, I'm, I'm looking at the entire page. Sometimes it's, it's, it's really overwhelming depending on what's going on. Uh, mm-hmm. So it is hard to focus on, you know, uh, each individual panel. Um, mm-hmm. So that's where I think, uh, I think that guided view certainly helps in, in instances like that as well. I think I've, and, and this is, this goes to this conversation. Again, it goes back to welcome back, Frank. I think I've, well, I just told you about the legal blindness, but basically let's just say my, my, well, I don't have this yet, but let's say I had the pixel fold. Okay. Pixel fold is essentially a giant book when it's unfolded for me, reading a comic book, a single issue or a trade, I have to hold it less than five inches away from my face to see the bubbles that's how bad my vision is so with like looking at this main page i'm on uh, page 21 right now so yeah i can see that there's writing there yeah i can see all the looks on the characters faces but for me to be able to read it i have to go back to the guided view this is some kind of underground resistance then that's what's going on something like that like that's easier for me to read because it's zoomed in on the panels themselves which is why the guided view technology when comicsology had came out with it was such groundbreaking thing because you can't get this with a physical comic book you right. still have to look from panel to panel by yourself this is basically taking you through the comic in a way that had never been done before and nobody else does it better than this 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 format as far as what this comicsology or what formerly was comicsology the guided view format is right they just they've they had perfected it for so long and then amazon came along bought them and whatever and but we have it now and it's fine and i'm happy and i can continue doing the podcast for the next 10 years or until I lose my voice. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that guided view almost makes it like a single cell uh, mm-hmm. cartoon. Yeah, yeah, it's panel by panel. Yeah. Yep. So, and it sometimes it makes the uh, it makes the, pr- the the original MSRP price fine for me because it's five bucks. Okay, fine. As long as I can read it the way I want to read it, I am perfectly fine paying $5 for a digital comic. I don't care. And there are sometimes I'm trying to see if it's in issue four or not four. I'm sorry, five. Um, Maybe it'll be in issue six that we have. Okay. So if you go back to page 10, okay. Yep. 
So the bottom of page 10 where the Quintesson is, and you go to the next page, which is obviously page 11, you see Derek, you slide it over in the guided view, it pulls out. So it gives you the larger image without having to see the full page. That's what I love is when guided view gives you that small moment, but it also then gives you sort of a splash page. And it's like in your face, kind of like, oh, that's kind of cool. There are other yep. issues of other comics that it does it better with. But but yeah, no, issue five. Very, very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I guess overall, personally, I, I liked issue five as well. Um, <clears throat> I'm I'm very interested in learning more about this resistance um, yeah, and like too. why. Uh, obviously, there's there's this underground team of people uh, who I guess they're trying to stand up to current leadership, maybe trying to unify. Um, yeah. maybe they're old, maybe they don't care about unification at all. Maybe they're only uh, looking to, uh, you know, do away with the current leadership. I don't know, but I'm interested mm -hmm. in, in learning more about that. And I guess, let's see, I'm trying to scroll here to the end. Um, <laughs> or sorry, not the end back to where we saw the, uh, quintessons. Um, when the Skuxoid brings up the word, uh, Zertonian, and mm -hmm. the Quintessons become very intrigued by that. We learn a little yeah. bit more about that in the next issue that we're going to be talking about here. Um, yeah. But I'm very curious as to what's going on here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. And this it is got why, me hooked. Th yeah, this is why comics are so good is because it, it gets you, it sucks you in. Um, in the future, folks, Jesse and I will be talking about G.I. Joe stuff. And at the back of issue five is a preview for Duke. So Duke will be here, I think, in December. Correct. Issue one available December twenty twenty one, December twenty seventh. Um, yeah. So. Yep. 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 All right. So moving on to the last issue, issue number six. Again, the quick synopsis from Image Comics. Does end of story arc. Premier Zalilik will stop at nothing to prevent Derek and Salila from escaping Zertonia, but what secret awaits at the center of the sacred ring? And then my quick rundown I've written here is Salila is broken out of prison by another resistance member where she is taken to meet up with the rest of the resistance and Derek. Derek, Salila, and the resistance attempt an escape to a ship. When leadership learns of the escape, a force is sent to stop them. A battle breaks out and Derek and Salila are able to escape on a motorcycle and onto a monorail train leaving the city. The plan is to go as far north as possible by train and then keep going by foot into what is dubbed as, quote, the wasteland. Leadership learns of this and sends orders for someone to hurt or to hunt and track them down, stating that they must prevent unity between the two races. We get another cameo by the Quintessons and the Skuxoid. The Skuxoid is showing off the Zertonian spaceship referenced in the last issue. We learn that there is some sort of history or connection between Zertonia and the background of the Quintesson civilization. So what are your overall thoughts and reviews on six? Well, six again, I, what I love about each of these issues, the four, the three, well, I almost said four, the, the four, the, the three that we've covered today, you had Matthias Lopez on issue four and now six. You had uh, Patrico on the other, on issue five. And again, the colors, so different. You open with this and you have this kind of like, give me your helmet, your your boots and your motorcycle. It really <laughs> feel like... 
Canela or whatever her name is that comes in to, to, to help Salila. It's like, it really feels like an Arnold Schwarzenegger, like breakout jail breakout. And then we go to this Island thing, uh, dealing with all with the skuxoid and, and, and the ship and all it just the colors man the colors and the, there's only been so far in the last two years one book that i that are that rivals the way the colors uh are done in this and that's radiant black from radiant black and any of the radiant stuff from also from image um but that 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 team over there is doing amazing things with color just like this team is here i just love the colors yeah, the colors are a lot more muted in this compared to the last issue, which were a lot brighter. Yeah. Um, but you're saying, so you like the muted colors versus what we saw in issue. I like five. them all. No, I like it all. I like how, what I like is I like how different it is. Like I said this back in this summer when Steve Megatron and I were finishing off the Marvel US run. Give me a friggin' break. I need more than five friggin' colors. I don't just need red, blue, yellow, and black and white. Like, th this is why I love comics for the modern age, because these artists, these colorists, these these letterers, these, these line drawers, they're doing all these really cool things with how the thing is drawn and then how it's colored. And these three issues specifically... They each have such a different color palette, even though two of the issues are done by the same guy, Matthias. So you look at issue four and you look at issue six. They are two very, even though it's the same artist or the same colorist, I should say, two very different color palettes. And that's to show that the story has moved to a different part of where we're going with this. And I just love, like, you want it to be able to stand out. And that's my point. It's stand every issue has stood out so well. Yeah, what's interesting is the majority of this issue uh, is working with those muted colors, but when you get to, um, I guess page 15 and 17, where there's some explosions, that's kind of thrown out the window, and then it gets like super bright colors. Yep, uh, specifically on page 17, there where there's uh, the bike, Derek yeah. and Salila are on that motorcycle and there's like a large fiery explosion behind them. It gets very bright and colorful despite yep. right. It, so they're still kind of muted, but they're against this big, colorful, bright background. Yeah. And that's, what's so great about it is because you can see like the fire smoke, like the way the explosion happens, the smoke is still engulfed by the flame of the explosion. So it's not just, black smoke or gray smoke or whatever it's fiery smoke off of the the explosion from when they got hit and it just looks so good because again you have to balance the colors so the background needs to be brighter whereas the character stuff can be muted ish or can be their own colors and it's completely different colors than what the actual background of the panel is and it's so good yep yep totally agree um, now, my question for you is, all right, so they've escaped. They've taken a train north. We see them uh, now on foot entering into um, the wasteland. What do you think is in this wasteland area? I don't know. And I kind of like that I don't know because they are going to show us and tell us in the future issues. So the wasteland uh, <laughs> has a, 
has a scene in it where I'm like, oh, Kirkman, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> because my first thought is not of anything that it, it so it's uh where is it it's on page page nine the top of page 19 the very first panel where um they're hanging off the thing there do you trust me really you're gonna throw an aladdin line in a void rivals comic <laughs> Like I'm like, oh, Jasmine and Aladdin. Okay, sure. Derek and Salila can be Jasmine and Aladdin if they want to. But uh, I, I thought that was funny. But no, this wasteland just looks so interesting. It's such a... And again, you have, like in that top panel, they are not... Okay, so their colors are kind of in blending in with the rest of it. But you have the night sky, the space sky, whatever under the, under where he says, or where she says, do you trust me? Uh, and then you have the rest of it where it's like, it just blends into the environment so well. And it's so cool. And it's just, it, this comic series folks is just fun. It's just fun and enjoyable and refreshing. And it doesn't have to, because it's obviously brand new. It doesn't have to worry about 80 years of bullshit. <laughs> or doesn't have to worry about 17 different reboots in the last two years or however the hell long kind of thing. This is why I like finding comics that are like this, where we can start fresh and it's so fun. Yep. Totally agree. I'm, uh, I'm very curious to see what the wasteland brings. I'm hoping. So this, uh, like I said, the, the synopsis from image comics said, this is the end of a story arc. Uh, mm -hmm. So I guess that means now they're both, obviously they're they're running away together here or escaping together mm -hmm. uh my guess is they're going to be working together from here on out and then we're going to see i guess that's the end of the story arc right so they were uh they were enemies now they're friends that was the story yeah. arc and now we're moving on to uh, maybe surviving together i don't know mm -hmm. um yep. well what i find interesting is what uh the leader at the end here says um there's no choice. We must prevent unity no matter the cost. No matter the cost. Kirkman, <laughs> you bastard. Uh, <laughs> in a good way. You bastard in a good way. Uh, that is our sacred charge. To avert the coming of Goliath. And then he says at the very end, the very last, Zerta, help me. We must revive Proximus. And even though it may be the end of the arc, it's still a cliffhanger. It still leaves like who the who the fuck is Proximus? We don't know what the, like I don't remember seeing anything or hearing it, but it leaves them in a position of wondering. It leaves us in a position of wondering where Der what Derek and Sleela are going to be doing in the wasteland, and then what the what this side of the leadership is doing with Proximus. So even though this may be, and again, six issues, five or six issues of a comic is usually a full story arc, and then they'll go on to the next because that's usually the way how the trades are done. So when trades are collected, for those that don't know, is they'll do the first story arc and then like issue seven or 12 or whatever it is, is, is the next arc. I don't, I don't know what they're doing here as far as how many issues are going to be in their arcs. But if I follow the logic that I have for the last 10 years, I would assume issue seven to 12 is going to be the next story arc because obviously issue seven would have to start the next story. You don't think Goliath is a pseudonym for Unicron, do you? Well, it's, I think it's Goliath. So no, I, God, I hope not. It's too early. <laughs> it's too goddamn early to bring the, the chaos bringer in here. 
Well, jump. Yeah, so yeah. jumping back to, uh, I guess, page seven here. So I wanted to read this really quick. It's, uh, mm -hmm. This is the the uh, the Quintesson talking here while looking at the the ship the Skuxoid brought. Uh, and the Quintesson, I guess one of the faces says, this mm -hmm. is but an echo from our deep past, a memory of a rebellious child, something that has plagued us Quintessons far too many times. Still, this is a quest that could result in revelations that would shock our civilization to its core. There is much to consider. When you, I guess when you read that, what are your thoughts about what, what might be going on here? My thought is, is that Kirkman here, and I don't think the Quintessons have anything to do with, with current, uh, with Daniel's run over in Transformers, but I think Kirkman is setting up his own origin story for the Quintessons, which is great. Once again, we don't have to worry about whether the cartoon is right or whether the comic is right. I prefer cartoon logic because it's just better for me um, as far as, you know, uh, the military hardware and the consumer goods and all that stuff from G1. But I like this, that they are, they, again, every aspect that Robert Kirkman is writing for this series is giving us various hints and various things going forward and again, leaving us hanging off of a cliff. And that's not a bad thing when you don't know what the story is or what the story is going to be. So I think this is really cool. Like they, he's really setting up the Quintessons to be, Something we may have, even though we recognize their faces and we kind of recognize the face, the personalities that go along with the faces. This is a, this ain't your granddaddy's quintessence, folks. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's, I think it's obvious that maybe uh, the quintesson that we're looking at here. And again, I think we've only seen uh, one of these five face quintessons, right? I don't yep. think we've seen several of them. Um, so there's obviously more if he's talking about or it's talking about uh, the civilization here of the Quintessons. Uh, yep. My, my thought in looking at this was the same as yours, that they're talking about their, uh, their origin um, mm -hmm. or who created them. Um, and I think that this one that we're seeing in the comic probably knows more or has at least heard about, uh, I don't know, a story of the, uh, someone else creating them than kind of what has been told uh, traditionally through their, their civilization um, because this one, like I said, the, the Quintesson we see here seems to know something about um, uh, Zertonia. So, uh, I, I, but no, I think, I think you nailed it. That when, it, when I was reading this, that was the first thing that came to my mind. They were talking about the origins of the Quintessons and it, mm -hmm. and it may be related to Zertonia somehow. Yeah. And again, like I said, this series with what Kirkman is doing with it, he's giving us a whole new character thing and a whole new whatever with the Zertonians and the Aragorians and the, in the ring of whatever and Derek and Salila and leadership and all that's all new. That's a whole new creative thing. At the same time, he's sprinkling in through various little cameos and little scenes, basically sowing the seeds of Transformers characters within this series without having to have them directly interact with the two races that we're seeing with Derek and Salila. So yep. it's very, very well done. I totally agree. Uh, I guess overall, my thoughts, I enjoyed this, this issue. Uh, very curious to see where things go now that Derek and Salila are, have escaped. They're now in the wasteland. I want to see what the wasteland brings. I want to see how the two of them work together. Uh, and I'm, uh, we did see the Quintessons here over the last two issues. I don't know if that's going to kind of die off as we're 
uh, you know, as we're going into this next arc, or if we're going to continue to see them uh, in this next next arc as well. But uh, I, I hope we I hope they pop up more. I want to know more about this this background and this origin for them. So, yeah, absolutely. Let me just see if I can find. Okay, League of Comics. Oh wait, what? This is March twenty twenty four. I was like. No wonder we can't. Okay. <laughs> All righty then. Mar- All right. Wow. Re- wait a minute. This is December. Well, yes, technically this is December now. So we got Duke coming out this month. We got Cobra Commander coming out next month in January. And then Transformers is going to do its thing. So hmm, that's interesting. They are going to take two and a half months off between issues. Yes, a question for you That's, as a resident yes. comic reader. What does that usually mean? Like when there's a large break in between? I, I the only, th- I mean, the only thing I can think of is that Kirkman is either going to be doing something else in the meantime, or he's going to be working on the next arc. Like he may work on issues seven, eight, and nine all at the same time. I'm sorry for the background noise we've been having. People in our building replace the floors, uh, which. They're already replaced. Why are you people here on a Sunday, you bastards? Get home. Watch some football. <laughs> Something. Uh, but, yeah, no, I, as far as that goes, I don't know. Maybe it is a, just a holiday break. Maybe that's why we're left on the edge of the cliff with, with issue six. And, look, I'll say right now, we don't need a special episode, which I probably will do a full episode down the line when the trade's collected on the pullback. But, like, the first six issues of this series – I can think of maybe three complaints. I can't think of them, but I can probably think of like three or four things to complain about, about these first six issues. And most of it is like nitpicky stuff. It's nothing that's going to change my opinion of these six issues. They're solid. They're good. If you're looking for a good story, if you're looking for a story to get into that you don't need, like I said a second ago, 80 years of baggage, Check out Image Comics, Skybound Entertainment, Void Rivals, issues one through six. It's fun. It's cool. Whether you're a Transformers fan or not, it doesn't matter. It's a good comic series on its own. It has a good story between Derek and Salila and all that. and just It's so very, very good. You know, I, I would agree with that completely. As someone who has not traditionally been interested <laughs> in reading comics, <laughs> I decided to pick this up because I wanted to give the Energon universe uh, a chance and Void Rivals yeah. was the thing that kicked that off. And um, other than, and again, you said this is kind of the traditional way with comics. Uh, mm-hmm. But for me, other than uh, a few issues being a little too slow for my liking, I really yeah. don't have any complaints about the uh, what we've seen from issues one through six. Right? I mean, I, I just touched on a few things, but I wouldn't really consider those major complaints. Um, those are just a few hit or miss things here in, in some of the issues, but yeah, overall issues one through six, I think is a great story arc. I think it's, it's very, it's introducing some very interesting characters and while they may not be super relatable because I'm not living up in space on a sacred ring, um, they are easy to follow and they're characters I'm, I'm interested in learning more about. Uh, so yeah, I think if you have any hesitations about this series, don't just kind of jump, dive right into it. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think you'll enjoy it, especially if you enjoy sci-fi. Yeah, absolutely. Th- this is sci-fi done well, like really well. Yep. It's fun. Very fun. Well, 
since issue seven doesn't come out till March, I guess that gives us a chance to catch up on Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> Transformers, Duke, Cobra Commander, who yep. knows? Um, and you did mention Void Rivals number seven. So I am also looking at LeagueOfComicGeeks.com. And I don't know if this is true or not, but there is a uh, a comment down below that says, and again, I don't know if this is true or not, but it says Kirkman said they wanted to give the Transformers and G.I. Joe series a chance to catch up to Void Rivals. Maybe there's a crossover okay, in the works, question mark. Yeah, March seems like probably. a long time, though. Yeah, well, I, I don't think they would do a crossover this soon, but Void Rivals is at issues, six issues. Transformers, as of this recording, is only at two issues. Issue three comes out, I think, this coming week? Yep, December 6th. December 6th. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it's uh, it's... Yeah, I I get it. They want to get normally what would happen is if they were doing a break like that, like I said, they're either working on other stuff or they're trying to prepare for the future for this series. But with them doing and by them, I mean, Kirkman and Daniel Warren Johnson and all the artists that are working on all these books and Joshua Williamson, who's going to come in and do uh, the the GI, some of the G.I. Joe stuff and all that. Uh, they need time to to prep all of that and catch up, which is more like I'm satisfied. I can go through the holiday season. I might think about it every once in a while. Like, I wonder what's going to happen in issue seven. Like <laughs> March needs to hurry up and March. It's ass here already. But I'm perfectly fine. Wait, no waiting and knowing that something cool is going to happen, because in the meantime, I've got Transformers number three. I've got G.I. Joe, whatever, 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 number ones. And we can go and do those. Yep. Yep. Uh, and again, I'm, I'm really enjoying the Transformers series so far. Um, yep. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to issue number three this coming week. Um, all right. Yeah. And as I had mentioned to you, uh, I believe the other day in chat, uh, I did pick up issue 301 of the new G.I. Joe series or the continuing mm -hmm. G.I. Joe series. And that kind of pulled me in. So I, I seem to be hooked on all of these uh, Energon Universe comics. But uh, yeah, so Duke is coming out uh, this month. And then yeah, we've December got the... December 27th. And then Cobra Commander is January 17th. Yep. So next year. Uh, and then I think I think G.I. Joe uh, 302 will be out also in December. Right here on 302. Ooh, from Image Comics. Yay. I don't have to go. December 20th. Oh, okay. Nice. So December 20th for 302. 301's already out. And then Duke is December 27th. That's good. That's, <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. No, no, no. Seriously. Like, folks, for those of you who are listening to this or watching this or whatever, however you're consuming our content here, for the past decade, I would have to twist this man's arm to get him to even look at a comic book cover. <laughs> he was not he, how he is in his adulthood is kind of how i was in my childhood i was a cartoon kid i was not a comic kid obviously that has changed over the last decade or so but i love that you're into this and i love that we're doing this and yeah i'm gonna have did they start it at 300 or was 301 the beginning i forget how that yep so happened. the the ID, idw series ended at 300 the first yeah, issue okay. here is 301 301 got it got it got it all right so uh and just i guess we can we can talk about this series at another point in time but i did want yeah. to mention something really quick just in case anyone out there is, is watching listening to this and may be interested in uh the new gi joe series 
So what's what's interesting is, and let me pull it up here uh, on my iPad. It's um, <laughs> so on the on the very front cover, it says, oh, "Hold on a second, I got to go all the way to the front." All right, it says kind of down in the very bottom left corner in a large yellow dog tag. You'll notice it says first issue, but then just to the left of that in smaller font, it says three hundred and, and then it's first yeah. issue. Um, so a question I had for um, for Mike several uh, episodes back of talking about, uh, you know, Void Rivals was when they're going to roll this series out, is it going to start over from scratch or are they just going to pick it up no. um, from where it was? Larry, as from what I understand, from what I remember when we were doing the research on that before, it's they're just carrying over the numbering. Yep. That's all they're doing. Yep. It's still Larry Hama. It's still his story, whatever he, I like, I haven't read it. So I don't know. So again, I'm going in fresh. I might actually have to pick. We, I might actually pick up the 300th issue from IDW to see how that story is going into 301, 302, 303, 304, all that stuff. So no, I don't think it's. I, I don't think between IDW and Sky Image slash Skybound they're doing the D like ooh we need new number one money. <laughs> no, it's not that. Right. It's just. They're not creating a whole new story here. It's just being able to keep the legacy numbering because, I mean, yep, you get to, like, okay, I have, currently, the pull bag is at whatever episode this is going to be. I don't know which one it's going to be, but we're just under 545 episodes in 10 and a half years of this podcast. Do you think if I get to episode 505, when I, not not if, but when I get to episode 550, that I'm just going to completely throw all that out and renumber it to number one. Fuck. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> what are you crazy? <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, so one of the questions I had for you at that time was whether or not when things like this happen, where they may switch studios and they don't necessarily start over, um, they just kind of continue the story. Like, would there be a recap? And you said, typically that is the case. And I can confirm that. So the very first two pages of issue 301 give you a recap of kind of who and what G.I. Joe are yep. and who and what Cobra are. But they, this issue does not really give you any sort of background uh, on the, the story that's been told so far uh, in these issues. Yeah. So yeah, it just kind of jumps right into okay, 300 happened and now we're just continuing that in 301. So if yeah. you're interested in knowing what the hell's going on, you're going to have to read some back issues before kind of diving into the story. Even if you can find them. Cuz here's the problem, folks. Since IDW lost the licenses, those books are going to be going out of print. They're not even available. Like, I can't even get the rest of the trades for Transformers from IDW on Amazon anymore, I don't think. Not at a decent price. Digitally, anyway. Physically, probably not at a decent price either. But when comics go out of print, any comics, it doesn't matter if it's IDW losing licenses or Image Comics slash Skybound gaining license, any comic goes out of print, that price will sky Scarcity will, will just skyrocket those prices. So... Here's hoping we can get issue 300 digitally. I would like to start at 300 on that specific series because I've never read that series. So I want to start at 300 where it ended with IDW. That way, when we start with 301, 
I'll have to look into it and figure it out and see where, um, hopefully issue 300 is not like the end of a big six arc, eight arc, eight, eight <laughs> issue arc. <laughs> so, I, so I don't know if the rest of the series is available, available, but I do know that, uh, they did re-release issue number one. Mm-hmm. So that's like, right. That goes back to the eighties. Um, yep. and then the, I guess page two or page one, right. After you get into the actual comic. So, you know, one past the cover, I don't know if that's technically page one or whatever you call it. Uh, but there is a, there's a, two paragraphs written by Larry Hama that talks mm-hmm. about, um, some of the errors that were in the original release that have been corrected in this, uh, as well as a, um, something that was changed that was kind of, he was not aware of, he didn't uh, make that change. No one asked him to make a change, but that has been restored in this issue. Uh, so I do also have that issue, but in looking, I mean, and when you're looking at these older comics, like the, just the style is just like completely different from anything <laughs> that yeah, modern I comics are. Modern comics all the way. 100%. I do not. I, mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> so in reading newer comics it's very hard at least for me to look back at some of these older ones and be like ah these are something i have to read yeah so when i when we started the pull bag uh steve and i started with we were on the flagship show geekcast radio over the geekcast radio network we did uh new 52 scott snyder batman death of the family which is issues 13 to 17 of uh new 52 batman series and it was the return of the joker it was him with his face off it was all this joker stuff at the end of when steve and i finished that that those that run there steve was like yeah we need to that's how the pull bag got created because we needed to have a specific separate thing and i had only ever looked at what was currently like we were doing single issue week to week to week episodes of batman and nightwing and batgirl and iron man and spider-man and all and then I went to trades and I'm like, okay, trades are fine. But yeah, pretty much anything that's before anything that's before 2000 is really rough. Like the <laughs> 90s was a color explosion, but some of those 80s comics are just they're they're just too damn rough. And I am looking at this right now. Uh G.I. Joe Real American Hero number 300 A, whatever, oh, VFNM, I think that's near mint. Uh, IDW comic book. It's $31 for, <laughs> and I don't think this is, let me look at this here. Let's see. Uh, Joe. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think we're going to be able to, to, um, and it's a physical thing. So maybe uh, right. whatever. I think we'll be fine starting at 301, even though I would like to read the 300th issue. I think we'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm not advocating for this, but there are ways to find old issues out there. Yes, if you yes, want. we know. We know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, I know. Um, yes, but yes, so. uh, the reprint of number one is available uh, legally um, and as well as uh, 301. So very cool. Very cool. Yep. So, yeah. So I guess that's it. Uh, any closing thoughts? Um, no, I don't think so. Got any um, plugs? Uh, Geekcast Radio <laughs> Network, geekcastradio.com. Check out all of our stuff. We are currently, as of this recording, in the middle of the Top 100 Toys countdown, so we're doing that. I've got the first two episodes of that fully edited and uploaded. I haven't published them yet, but uh, yeah, so that's going to be a six-part series like all of our other countdowns are. So that's going on. Uh, the pull bag, normally in 
November, December, I usually slow down. Apparently, I'm speeding back up again. So, But next year, with the pullback, I am doing something that I have never done. <laughs> I am going to try my damnedest to just produce a bunch of content and then release it all. I'm going to Netflix it, folks. <laughs> Binge it when you want. Here's 10 episodes of the podcast in one week. <laughs> nice. Steve's going to kill me. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you need to you need to do like a 24-hour stream one time. No, I don't. Yep. Yep. <laughs> no, I don't. 24-hour stream of content. No, I, I, I don't. <laughs> I, no. Uh, <sighs> any other plugs? I think that's it. All right. Well, if you're watching this, you're already on my YouTube. But if you're listening to this some other way, you can find me on YouTube at youtube.com slash matrix underscore prime. And you can also follow me on Blue Sky, which has now hit 2 million users. It's still sort of closed beta, but eventually they'll be open. Uh, so you can find me at Jesse, J-E-S-S-E, early, E-A-R-L-E-Y dot B-S-K-Y dot social. Uh, and I think that's all I've got to plug. Awesome, awesome. All right, so until next time, this is Jesse and Mike signing off.